Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. We got big news. <laughs> big news. I love news. I do too. And I love when it's big. <laughs> Second day in a row. Damn it. I know. It's, it's really great though. It is true. But our big news is we are going to be doing our first ever live podcast on December 17th at Moxie Hotel in downtown Louisville. And we can't wait. And we want you to join us because we want you to participate and have some cocktails and have a good time. And let's emphasize Participate. Right. We keep getting requests to have, um, like, Janet, Brittany, you guys say all these fun things, and we want to comment. And I'm like, yeah, that's what the comment section's for. Like, no, like, in real life. I'm like, oh, yay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should do that. So Our Zen friends are funny, though. They are funny. Y'all coming in hot Mm -hmm. with some really just ammo. (laughs) We're going to talk about some awkward things in public public. with a couple cocktails. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring a coat because we're going to support Frankie's family. And if you don't know Frankie... Take a stroll back to a couple of episodes ago. I think it's like episode 93. And we talk a lot about how what he does for Louisville and all of his angels. Yes. And right now he's doing a coat drive that's going to benefit the uh, children of West Louisville. So we want to help out with that. And we want you to bring a coat. New, please. New. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. And in exchange, we'll give you a cocktail. Coats win, cocktails. Win, win. Right. Coats and cocktails. And you get to hang out with Brittany and Shannon and, you know. Have fun. Who are we hanging out with today, Miss Shannon? Today, we are hanging out with the one and only Susie Eastman. Yo! Well, hello, hello, hello. Yay. And we're super excited to have Susie in today because we, one, we love her. She is a Louisville icon, in my opinion. You are. You (laughs) are. She's great. You are. You are. I know. It's a big deal. But she also has a, her own big news and big deal. She has released a, a film that she has been working on for the past three years called Overloaded, America's Toxic Love Story. And we want to hear all things Overloaded. Yeah. Well, I am here to share them. So yes. actually, I've worked on it for seven years. I kind seven. of I kind of wish that Dang. it was only three. Okay. That I was like, look, I just cranked it out. Right. You know, but um, yeah, seven, seven years. years. Seven mm-hmm. years. And a move from Los Angeles to Louisville. And so, so it's a, was a lot. that... Okay, for seven years, was that the inception of, like, I have this idea, I want to explore? Yes. Okay, so tell people what Overloaded is about, and then we'll we'll dive into that. Yeah. So... It's a overload. Um, I'm just because if you type yes. in overloaded, so it's it's on Amazon. So if you type in overloaded, you will not find yes. my film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so overload um, basically started with a late night Google session. So I think we're all kind of guilty of those nights where we can't fall asleep and we pull out our phones or our computers and we like deep dive into a world mm-hmm. of like, hmm, I'm gonna look up some random information. So for me, I was in my early 30s and I was like, why don't I Google uh, what? goes into getting pregnant. I mean, yes, we know the brass tacks of how to get pregnant, but like, what should I be worrying about for one day if I want to have a baby? Um, Just, I'm a pre-planner extraordinaire. Uh, So apparently, you know, before I even like found a partner or was even really concerned about having a baby because I knew like my time wasn't then, early 30s in Los Angeles working in film, prime work time. You had the logistics down. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm such a pre-planner that I was like, hmm, in like six, ten years, what do I need to do? 
let me just look at this at two o'clock in the morning while I'm 32 <laughs> years old. You're not shopping for no, shoes. No, 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 no. I'm not a shopper. I would more like to find random information and just be blown away by it and be like, <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to sleep tonight. Um, I want so, the fear. Yeah. yeah. I like to, that's you how you I shop get, for fear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how I get cozy at night. Um, fear is my blanket. So I uh, stumbled on a research study that was done by the Environmental Working Group that was basically showing that there is no baby born in the United States without at least 200 synthetic chemicals in its body. So the brand new babies that we think of being like fresh and welcoming them to the world are actually preloaded with plastics and flame retardants and pesticides. And I was like, I don't need a fireproof baby. Like, right. this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're basically like, giving birth to Jack-Jack. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want this situation. So I was churning about it a little bit. And, you know, I went off to my job where I was helping other people get their um, TV pilots on the air and helping other people get their projects to fruition and thinking more and more about this. And in LA, if you have a good idea or you're thinking about something, everybody immediately is like, you know, that could be a movie. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cute. No, <laughs> I have my great job that was pretty, pretty cush. And um, I enjoyed it very much. But then the more I was thinking about it and the more people were bringing up uh, that they hadn't had any idea that this was the case about the amount of chemicals that are in our babies. I was then like, yeah, but if it's in my baby, that means it's in me. So how much is in me? And it's in the stuff that I'm using. So it was just kind of a snowball effect. And eventually it turned into a film idea. So, okay, so you had this idea, mm -hmm. and you just took it. So this at this time, you were in L.A. I'm in L.A. When did you make the big crossover back home to Louisville? Well, huh. um, when sleeping on couches in L.A. became too expensive. Um, so <laughs> that, that is a thing. Um, so basically, when I started going down this, this journey, I started working on fundraising. Now, a lot of people in the film industry will say, hey, raise a little bit of money, then shoot, and then raise a little bit of money and shoot. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is, like, incredibly tough hiring and also deflating like what if you do that six times over you have a whole lot in the can and then you never get the finishing funds and you never have anything to really show for what you've been doing so I said no actually I'm going to raise the entire amount and then shoot the film well people were like that's crazy and I'm like yeah yeah hi have we met right that's how I do things <laughs> the crazy way Oh, crazy hi, dog. Puppy. Georgia, hi, yeah. puppy. Um, She's crazy, too. She's like, oh, you said, you said crazy? Oh, me. Hello. <laughs> Holler. Um, so, basically, I was on a fundraising um, train for about two and a half years. Okay. Um, and so, like, a year and a half into that, I realized, like, whoa, sleeping on couches in L.A., too expensive for me. Uh, right about that time, there was some muttering uh, that in Kentucky, there would might be a tax incentive that would pass uh, for film. <laughs> And so right about the same time that I was like, I don't have any money to live, um, but this tax incentive is passing. I came back here and literally just a month or two after I landed, I got 95% of my budget donated by one person. Um, which basically thrust me right into being able to make my film. So it was almost like when I gave up this notion of being like, I live in L.A. and I want to make this film. And I was like, hey, you know what? Actually, you can make a film in Kentucky. Um, and coming back here right as the industry was, when I say it's burgeoning um, in 2015, there's always been an actual film industry here. There are a lot of creatives, but the tax incentive that passed back with Bashir, the first Bashir, um, it was actually really a great um, jumpstart for the community 
the community to, to grow into an even larger entity. And so I just happened to land right at the time that that was happening. So that's you, amazing. Yeah, you get your funding, and th- so it's 95% funded at that point. Are you... At that point, the 95... I had 5%. <laughs> sleeping on couches got me 5% got, of my You budget. had the five, so you were 95. Okay. Yeah, and so, I mean, making films, super expensive. Like, you would think, like, oh, we can just shoot it on your iPhone. You can just edit it on your, your Apple. Like, you can just do this. I movie. Like, yeah, yeah iMovie. And you're like, no. Um, it's just not how it goes. It's super expensive, even if you want a little indie film. Um, so it just took a long time to get it funded. But once that money came in, um, it just basically catapulted me from, like, wanting to make a film into, like, let's go. Let's do it. Right. So I'll, I'll, I have questions about what that money goes towards. But then I have a question of, so you have your film money, but is that your lifestyle money, too? Like, how are you living at this point if you're aspiring film, you know, creative what are you doing to how are you living yeah. yes, how so, are you eating yes exactly <laughs> we're gonna know what you ate in a minute but <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah um no nefarious activities supplied my side money so that's great at least there's that um no but when i came back i, I had i had saved enough money um working at that job in la to be able to float myself for actually about two and a half years oh wow. um okay. so cool. i like was able to go that far and then that's when i realized look i need to to make a change i'm gonna go back to kentucky i'll actually even live at my mom mom's house, kind of get a lay of the land, see if living back in Kentucky is something I could do. Mm-hmm. When I got back here, the Louisville Film Society actually hired me to produce a uh, film festival for them uh, that was taking place like five weeks after I met them. So they were like, hey, in five weeks, can you put together a film festival um, and go and, and, and start right. now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's frightening. Okay, let's <laughs> do this. But because I was fresh from LA, I still had all my contacts at different festivals and I programmed the festival and with five weeks to go, had filmmakers come in town, packed seats. So um, I then got hired as the executive director of the Film Society. So that job, even though it's part-time, helps float me um, to be able to make films because... Honestly, if you were to put in a part of the budget that would be a living wage as a filmmaker on on the you know front end of the film, you really wouldn't be able to make the film. You have to go in and say, look, I can take five hundred or a thousand a month that I'm gonna actually just put into renting the location or renting the office. Um, that's about it. So you, you are making sacrifices to make the film. I mean, unless you're a Spielberg or you know Michael Moore or something like that, it's just a different scenario um, on the front end of making a film. Yeah. So yeah, just had to float myself. Self starter. I love it. Which I, I mean, I feel like that's part of who you are. I mean, you you grind, you hustle, you're getting it done, and you're going to get it done to your exceptionally high standards. Oh, I love which it. is Thank why you. we love that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's it is very important I think that while you, in film and in any industry it's important to listen to people that came before you who say, "Hey, look, this is how things need to be." Like or people that suggested, "Hey, shoot a little, then raise more money, shoot a little, raise more money." That's because that's what works for majority of people, but you also have to kind of stick to your guns in any industry to say, "You know what? I actually want my life or the process to be XYZ, and so I'm going to do it differently. And so you actually can write part of your own journey, even if the journey has been, you know, taken before by other people. So I'm glad that I did that because instead of doing it by, you know, piecemeal, it was nice just to be able to, like, all systems are a go. Let's do this. Yes. Bum rushed. Well, Mm -hmm. and let's talk about the movie. I mean, you said the start of this was seven years ago when you were researching, like, clean pipes for the baby. Yes. What did you find? So, um, you know, I 
basically in shooting the film, um, you you can watch it and and learn a little bit more about the specifics that I that I did in order to achieve a cleaner body. But um, basically, we are all being overloaded by the chemicals that um, are in the products that we use every day. Our personal care products, um, women's cosmetics, uh, household cleaning products, and the food we eat. By and large, those are unregulated in the United States. I think a lot of us as consumers, when we go to the store, we think that somebody's watching out for us or somebody has approved this soap or this makeup. And in reality, I, I think the majority of the laws were like uh, created in like the 30s and 40s, which is pre-industrial revolution. And like, great, there's no arsenic in my face powder, but you know what? There's a ton of other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want that in my body. And like in the future, I didn't want that in my baby. But honestly, I wanted to see if the government wasn't protecting us and the companies weren't protecting us, was there anything that I could do at the point of sale to make better choices to impact what was going to go into my body? And it turns out you can for a lot of things right at Target, right at Sephora, you can buy different things and control what you're being exposed to. When it's very, I learned a lot by watching your film, but I was like, wow, we're getting deceived in every aspect of what we use in our daily lives. I mean, you go into an organic section or, a, you know, what you would consider, well, this stuff is natural. It's labeled as natural. Mm -hmm. It should be good for me. Mm -hmm. It's not as, you know, it doesn't have <laughs> warning, don't eat, digest, or you're going to grow a third head on it. So you're like, yeah, okay, it yeah, must be yeah. safe. And then come to find out it's not. So it's like we have, there's so many layers and layers of what is allowed. Yes. Which is amazing. I think that I don't remember the statistics and I hope you remember, um, there is a, a thing about fragrances that mm -hmm. somebody mentioned. It's like that can encompass... 3,000 ingredients. Three th so it just has to save so fragrance, fragrance Yeah, on so the when label. you're like looking at your shampoo and it's like... Fragrance. Sodium lauryl sulfate <laughs> and all these different things. And then it's like fragrance. That is a trade secret in the United States. So a company is allowed to just use that word and then they can make their fragrance out of up to 3,000 ingredients and you'll never know what they are. So finding a company that actually releases what their ingredients are... You know, we might not be chemists. When we look at the ingredients, we might still be like, what is this? But again, we can Google it right. if they give us the information. Mm -hmm. So it's really about kind of consumer power, taking that power back from the companies that are like, mm, we're just going to keep this secret um, to enabling ourselves to find the answers. That's, I mean, just to think that, like, that's, sorry, that's, that's me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have it set to not do that, and I don't know why... It just recently, it just wants to start know, being like an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, like, if you were to purchase something that said fragrance-free, is that just meaning it doesn't smell like cotton sheets? Or is that literally saying it doesn't have those 3,000 Generally, fragrance-free means that it doesn't have added fragrance to okay. it. Um, so, you know, the, the thing is that, like we were talking about the greenwashing, the use of the word natural. Natural means mm -hmm. nothing because yeah. chemicals, a lot of them are natural. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. like, arsenic, naturally occurring, lead. Yeah. natural you yeah. know so it's like what does that word even mean in reality the only thing that truly has weight and substance to it is that organic label when you see that little white and green label that actually means something it is a program through the usda it means that uh, like I, I don't know the exact percentage but i believe it's over 90 something percent mm -hmm. of ingredients are of organic um, origin and that is non-gmo that is non-pesticide that is non you know the the, the bad chemicals that are out there. So that's really the one label that we can say like, 
<sighs> okay, I know that that means something. Yeah. But it isn't actually necessary, as we talk about in the film, and you can find on... Um, so I have a website called Cleaner Greener Me, and it's really like the toolkit that goes along with the film. So, yes, you watch the film, but we didn't want to make it so cumbersome that you're, like, needing a notebook while you're watching the film. It's easier afterwards to be like, okay, now what? So I'm building this toolkit website so people can kind of see, okay, here are the products that I use, here are the things that I love and buy. Um, and so uh, that is... That, that's an important thing is to be able to go out and know what to buy organic. And so there's like the dirty dozen list. The dirty dozen are the dirtiest pro, uh, produce items that are out there, fruits and veggies, but you don't have to buy everything organic. I don't have a ton of money to go buy all the things for my house. So this isn't just like a wealthy person's, um, you know, cross to bear. This can be anybody. Yeah. Now in your film, you were taking blood samples um, uh -huh. and you were testing levels of different chemicals in your body. Why did you pick the chemicals that you chose? So I had to narrow it down because it's incredibly expensive to have your, your blood tested. It was, like, <laughs> it was, yeah, was $3,500 each time, right? Yeah, $3,500 for 119 of the most commonly used chemicals. So um, you know, there were some that I would have loved to have tested, but those would be like an additional 1700 for like 10 chemicals. And so at a certain point, it's like, okay... It, it, it really doesn't matter. I could have tested for 500 chemicals and maybe majority of those would have shown up. But to me, at a certain point, it became, this is like a social experiment to actually delve into the topic of the fact that even like some of these are in my blood. So does it matter if I test 119 or I test 500 or 1,000? It's actually the point that like, these things are in my blood. This is gross. Mm -hmm. So 119 was what was feasible with the four different labs that I utilized, and that was 3,500. And your results were pretty high on a lot of them. Yeah, which like... Which was scary. Really, really <laughs> yeah. scary. Were you shocked by that, by the way? Like 100%, because I didn't, I didn't try to like pre-game by being like, I'm going to go huff perfume you know the week before <laughs> i'm gonna eat like only canned goods i'm gonna do all these bad things i wanted this to be as authentically me um as i could so when there are no retakes there are no like setups for any scenes because it was somewhat hard directing myself um only because it's like oh god i'm on camera i like being behind the camera mm -hmm. so in the beginning it was like oh this isn't super comfortable because i don't really like to be in front of the camera but once i realized like, I don't have to be any certain kind of way. I don't need to practice for this. I don't need to be inauthentic or look a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's just about being natural and experiencing what I'm experiencing in the moment. There just happens to be a camera on. So, yeah, I mean, I was shocked that, you know, a lot of the uh, cosmetics that I use and fragrances that apparently I was exposed to, we're talking like 95th percentile. And it's like, wow. When you had your expert yeah. in, you're like, I'm, I'm scared about the skincare. Or, yeah. I'm scared about the makeup. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you were scared. You're like, this is this is where I'm going to be, like, blown up here. Yeah, this yeah. is where it's all going to come from. And that sick, sick woman was like, this is what I'm looking forward <laughs> to the most. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> come in house. Destroy my dreams. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, there it was. Like, there's my hairspray that's a red. There's a heat protectant that I use that was a red. Um, my mascara was a red. What's a red? Um, a red. So there are ratings um, that are like green, yellow, and red uh, through an app that has been created, the Healthy Living app created by Environmental Working Group. And so um, you can scan using their app or you can use their website to enter uh, products and see where they come up as a ranking on their database. Um, it gives them a different rating depending on the toxicity of their ingredients. And so when it's a red, that's definitely like minimize the use 
use of this. Like bleach is a red. And I will admit to you, I do like bleach. So how do I have a place for bleach? It yeah. kills. Can we just be honest? Like, right. and sometimes yeah. I get like that smell. I still like the bleach smell, yeah. right? Yes, it's, it's like gasoline and bleach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because still, like after shooting my film, that's where people are like, "Oh, you have on nail polish," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, I have on nail polish, but it's a, a five-free nail polish, so that means it doesn't have like the five main toxins that bad polish can have." Or I I use certain cleaners or I do certain things in my house, but it doesn't mean that like so once a month when my baby's gone for like 48 hours out of the house I'm like I'm gonna bleach my sheets and it's like the best I'm like mm, the smell of chemicals and toxins but it's it's a, I say this in the film and I mean this to my core it is about a balance all of life is about a balance it's like okay you have your ideal you have what you want to do on on a daily basis and then there are times where you're like you know what my takeout meal is hot as hell and it came in a plastic container. I'm right. not going to be like, excuse me, Thai restaurant, take back my pad thai and put it only in foil. Like, yeah, that'd be ideal. It's not what I can do all the time. So do what you can do when you can do it and then let the rest go. Well, you just, so you, I'm not going to give away the whole movie. Thank you. Thank you. But... <laughs> But honestly, I think it's intriguing. So you had your blood tested and you go through several like rounds, but and then at the very end you still discovered that a lot of these are not, not leaving your system. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was when it's I like, was like, well, yeah. there we are, guys. Yeah. So it's two two things kind of came about at the end. One is some of the things that were actually uh, just even a few percentages lower um, came up to like a hundred per hundredth percentile. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is the point? Um, why is this happening? Because I, I have two different portions of the film. The first 30 days are like the consumer empowerment. Anybody can do this. It's sh try to shop your way around exposure. And actually that made an impact um, on what I was carrying in my body. Just that. And it's pretty easy and something that anybody can do and I actually saved $35 that month on mm -hmm. all of my different expenditures oh, um, look at there yeah so I mean like my cleaner um, that I was buying my 365 cleaner over at Whole Foods was like $2.99 and the cleaner that I was buying at Target was $3.49 you know so it's like there are little tiny places where you're like oh this is not this massive overhaul that I had imagined mm -hmm. um, so that first 30 days was really impactful and I was like wow I made some solid changes the second 30 days there are some chemicals in our bodies from flame retardants to actually like the non-stick surfaces, um, Teflon, mm -hmm. uh, they stay in our body seven to 10 years and we're constantly exposed to it. Think about how often we're cooking in a skillet, mm -hmm. cooking on like non-stick surfaces. And eating um, out. And oh yeah. Are, yeah. And I can't go back to the <laughs> the kitchen and be like, so what kind of cookware do you have? <laughs> That's what I mean about a balance. You yeah. let some things go because I do want to live a normal life, control what I can, try to make an impact where I can and where it's easy and affordable, and then let some other things just go. And so, um, you know, the Teflon and the flame retardants, I thought, you know what, I want to see if there's anything I can do to rev my system up to actually get these out sooner than seven to 10 years. So the Cleveland Clinic created a detox diet for me and I went on it for 30 days. This is so our favorite great. part of our the favorite film, part of the whole like, thing. Oh, this great. great. When yeah. I look like crap and I pooped a lot, that's your favorite part of the movie. Because that's Yay. us on a daily basis. Yeah. So we're yes. like, oh, look, she's just like us. No, that was uh, not my favorite time. And then, of course, like I mean, the camera's on me. The I'm broccoli, like, oh, though. Uh, the bro can we just talk about the broccoli well, wait, consumption? Talk, yeah, talk, like, you yeah, like six, diet, yeah. Okay, so um, you know, basically, I'm on this like r I call it like the sticks and nuts diet because like <laughs> I basically ate sticks, nuts, and broccoli for 30 days, and then I go to have my results read to me, and in reality, a lot of chemicals went up in my body, and I was like, oh hell no, no. I just <laughs> ate 
broccoli for 30 days, days. six servings a day. Like, so what's that? Like 180 bowls of broccoli and you're telling me I have more flame retardants in my body? But it turns out I had actually lost 20 pounds over that month of being on the detox. And when you lose weight, those things that are in our body for seven to 10 years generally hang out in our fat. So when I lost the 20 pounds, the fat came off, but then all the Teflon's like, oh, where do I go? Oh, I'm just going (laughs) to hang out in her blood. So it actually takes a little while for that to keep coming out. And people have asked like, well, did you retest again? And I'm like, no, you know, back to what I'd said earlier, to me, it isn't really like, okay, what are my levels? What are my levels? Let's keep checking because I could do it like once a year. And you're you know? running out of $3,500 yeah. yeah. of a blood yeah. testing. I mean, yeah. And I mean, like 28 vials of like blood. Like at a mortgage. Point. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like, I am over the bloodletting for this film. Like, when I'm like, I blood for my art, I'm like, I mean it, <laughs> literally. Um, when so, you see those vials of blood, I will say, I'm like, that's a lot of blood. It was a yeah. lot of blood. And the thing the is, I kind one? of wish it came out in one like pint and then they just like poured it into containers. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, I don't like the little tiny container. And like, when they're like adjusting them each time, I'm like, the stab mm-hmm. the stab again and then you're like and the camera's on me great I'm just gonna you're trying to it. talk to this girl right. <laughs> like, who by the way I fell in love with in this me film too. too she's like she I was right. fantastic the her eyelashes is, oh I know she's incredible <laughs> she was great she was great yeah she's so much fun and a really fun part so like just to tell you the end of the story I, I ended up pregnant so um the fun thing is that the phlebotomist who's like 10 years older than I am and I mean like I'm I'm an older mommy she's an older mommy she got pregnant like three days after I did and we had our babies within like a month no, of each other definitely. yeah and I'm like look at this so cute um, That's adorable. yeah so we always check in with each other and share baby pics because they're like oh. a month apart that's so That's cute. pretty special. Yeah, and I'm like, what kind of cleaners are you using around that baby? Yeah. I'm that girl. <laughs> you know, just teasing her. Well, you did make an impact. Yeah, I mean, you the did. lady drawing your blood decided she was yeah. you know, impacted by this, and she was going to make some exactly. changes that she could. So, I mean, I loved watching your face in your reaction when she told you that but I was really you could excited see that you're, you're like this is why I'm doing it like yes. you can see you know what the end result's gonna be like yeah, I mean you know you were talking about like how do you make ends meet when you're a filmmaker and it's like I try to explain to people I'm like I run a nonprofit and I'm a documentary filmmaker I am not in this life for the money like mm-hmm. I am in it for the passion and the purpose and so when I learned about this making a film seemed to be a way in which I could get this information out in which I could create a toolkit because we've all seen those documentaries that we watch and we like when it's over we're like so we're all screwed and <laughs> I'm gonna die soon and I'm really bummed I feel helpless right. great where's the wine you yeah. know it's like god that's so not a great last night I was like okay so the wine will just take us down anyways. yeah I'm like it's not yeah. our face product it's totally the wine I was like, we're, good. I was like we're good we're good, we're good. Yeah. here but in reality I, I was hoping hopefully yeah. that uh, what it seems like when people watch the film is that it, there's a part that speaks to them some actually do a huge overhaul some have stopped and sent me pictures of them buying Pyrex at the store on the mm-hmm. way back from the screening little tiny changes um, that's why I made the film that's currency to me that's payment and like w- the reason I made that face when the woman in the film is like I I've made some changes and I'm like yeah because it's like <laughs> yes this is amazing I'm like I've barely eaten for years while I've made this film this is my payoff this is my food except so for the like, eight pounds of broccoli I had to eat other than oh, that <laughs> yeah but actually
actually, I'm like, how many years from, you know, maybe like two and a half, three years from shooting those scenes, I still love broccoli. It's oh, do you? Okay, because that's yeah. what my yeah. biggest question. I was like, does she still eat broccoli? Love it. And like raw. Like, I'm like, I don't want any dip. Like, I just want the little raw. I call them like body brillos. I'm like, this is so good for my body. I don't know. It's a weird, oh, it's a I thing. Think raw broccoli smells like poop. Well, it kind of is. Yay. Well, well, it's delicious is good. what I think it is. Here's what I think about that, Shannon. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, actually, still totally a fan. So is my dog. So <laughs> That's adorable. It's adorable. I know, like, whose dog begs for cruciferous veggies? But my poodle. Can I talk to you about yes. one really fun supporting cast member of the movie? Yes. Your dad. Oh, your dad. My dad. I thought this was probably the one of my favorite parts. I even texted Shannon last night. I was like, her dad. Yes. Well, number one, like you definitely hear, you see that like great little relationship, but also like he's pro chemicals. Oh, he had totally all the is. chemicals. Oh my, he's like. Who has an entire storage unit of chemical? I mean, well, I mean, I guess he's I mean, like that's really bad stuff. I don't use yeah, that, that very that's often. He was like, "What?" He's like, "Susie, don't touch that. Don't put that down." Yeah. And then he's like smelling and then it. it. And he's like, "Oh, this smells like roses." And I'm like, You're "Yeah, like, dad, that's not real that's roses." All the fragrances, all three thousand. He's that like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's like, like delicious." Basically huffing it, not yeah. really, but basically. So what? Yeah. What was your mental state? Like, why did you bring him in? Why did you think that he was going to be a great sounding board? What was the process there? Well, I think that the the fact, like, this is a story that I wanted to tell. And then when you start peeling back the layers and you're like, oh, wait, actually, my dad was one of the Midwest's largest industrial chemical distributors. So, like, my childhood, I knew summer was here when I would come home and I would smell the cherry-scented ant bombs. Um, because I'd be like, and they were industrial. Like, like they, were, they were built for, like, jails or, like, large warehouses. And instead, our, our townhouse was like, wow, this is concentrated cherry. And it was not real um you know and the ants are like no and i'm like yes you know i'm like this is amazing so i grew up you know with a dad who was slanging chemicals and so when i started working on this and people heard that they're like um that's kind of an interesting little sub story that's in there i'm like yeah i guess whatever and then you know i talked to him more about it and i'm like hey are you upset that i'm like using some video of you just basically (laughs) dumping weed killer on the ground in 1984 and he's like you know what throw me under the bus for the sake of your art i love you and i was like oh dad you're the best you're so good to me yeah shirtless right shirtless yeah with like bike shorts Oh yeah. yeah, it's like 80s. My dad has on like the shortest shorts. And he's it's in like, like two gallons of it in he's a like, very <laughs> small, small space. Yeah, and I love that like nobody else would know this, but there's one one little shot of it and you can see my mom's hand is like on her head watching my dad. Like it's just at the bottom of the screen where she's just watching him do this. And my mom ended up working in like the very start of the health food industry in the early 90s. <laughs> so I'm like, I love my parents. They're, they're not married any longer, but they are like still really great friends and so I'm like um how the hell did you all ever think a marriage was going to work between a chemical distributor and a person in the health food industry like what the hell um but it's great because I get to see both sides of the spectrum right right? so it's 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 great everybody had a space at the table in our house and then here's me the little (laughs) filmmaker who's like I'm gonna take these videos exactly (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) so it was just fun to include him and you know with him being older it's just uh great to have have that moment in time and I love when I'm like did you ever worry about human health when you were selling you know railroad cars of, of parts cleaner to the Navy and he's like no not at all why and I'm like 
holy hell. Okay, that was... No, what? That was, yeah, yeah like, uh, really? And he's like, yeah, no. Uh, no. If it said on the label that it was I, fine I just, to use, it's fine to use. And I'm like, okay, Dad, um, that's not really how I just it trusted what the product was. Yeah. Right. I just believed it. I'm yeah. Like, I think... A lot of us do. And a lot of us, especially in the 80s and 90s, I mean, we didn't have the resources outside of a pamphlet that maybe somebody of was course. trying to tell you about that you were like, I don't trust you. Yeah, no. I and think. and the thing is, when you're dealing at that level of chemicals, there are like hazard, um, hazardous like use uh, information and documents that come with those chemicals that just say like, don't use on open skin or, you know, just like don't breathe in the fumes. And that's what him like what he is a chemical guy or other people that would be using those cleaners and whatnot would look at that and just be like oh okay well i won't touch it on my bare skin right they don't think about the bigger impacts like the inhalation or when you clean off it's going into waterways yeah Mm. so that sort of fun stuff i'm really fun (laughs) at parties you guys i'm like um i won't be eating anything here except except for your broccoli broccoli. (laughs) is it organic (laughs) yeah exactly but Just actually, um, broccoli is not on the dirty dozen. Oh, so really? yeah. Okay. I mean, I still buy organic broccoli just because I'm like those little tiny folds, and I'm like that probably captures a lot of stuff. Right. But it truly doesn't have to be organic, which is kind of nice. It is nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was really just taken back by your dad, and I was also taken back by the graphics. Oh yay! Okay, so that was another one of my. Okay, I'm big on this kind of stuff because I watch a lot of documentaries and uh, comedy specials. Like that's where I float. In between those two. So I love a good documentary that has lots of good graphics because we're visual people. I'm like, okay, yeah, show me. Make it paint by number. Mm-hmm. If you can, like, count it down. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed by that. Did you have that idea? Like, how did that come about with the, all of the which, cool graphics? Because there's a couple of different graphics. Which one are you? Um, okay, so the ones where you're standing in the middle and all the all products, of, are all the products are coming. Yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. so intelligent. And also kind of how you break it down for the viewer. Thank you. Because you're Mm -hmm. coming from not a place of knowledge yourself. You're coming from a place of inquiry. Of course. So you're just trying to, like, share what you're learning as you go along, but with cool visuals. Yes. Thank you. Well, I think that, so for me, um, you know, we we all learn in different ways. So obviously this wasn't, like, anybody having to read anything, but you can watch it uh, and and learn from that, or you can hear it and learn from that. And and I think that I wanted to be able to show it uh, in both ways in the film, but also, like, I find that, like, bright colors... Um, and like they, it makes it feel more upbeat, more palatable. And so I just didn't want this to be like gloom and doom. Like everything's like dark and like, oh, here's another way you're screwed. I wanted it to be like, oh, look at these little fun apples and rubber duckies that are in here in my blood. Um, you know, so it's like filling up vials. Exactly. So how do we make it so that it's bright and like saturated, but giving us information that will kind of enlighten us along with the kind of audio information. Um, so I did have an idea, like I had a color palette that I, I wanted. I showed kind of like some shape ideas to my graphic designer. Um, you also go through other documentaries and kind of screenshot images that can be used as kind of your inspiration mm-hmm. uh, for moving forward with, with our plan. So once we had our set colors, uh, everything kind of fell within that color scheme and, and that look and that feel. So it was, it, we tried to make it so it felt like a, a family of graphics. It really... It spoke to me because I learned something. Like, I didn't have to. I didn't look away from it, and I'm like, I could read it very easily. So it, ga- it gave me a lot of knowledge without, like, 
Woof. Yeah, like here's here's uh, chemistry class 101. Yeah, yeah. No, I failed that, and yeah. so I would probably <laughs> fail your movie if that was the case. I, I never even took it, so look at that. <laughs> I mean, I think I did, but maybe I didn't show up. It was high school, so <laughs> it was optional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I am not coming from a biology or chemistry background, so it's like, how do I tell the story as I was learning it in a way that it can give viewers that kind of p- power to be able to make their own changes. Yeah. What were some of the physical changes that you went through making this? And then what were some of like the mental and maybe emotional changes that you experienced? Um, Well, I mean, physical, I did lose, um, I did lose actually like close to 40 pounds over the, over the course of the film. If you actually scrub the film from the beginning to the end, you can like watch me go from like full to deflated, (laughs) full to deflated, Um, which it's like kind of fun. Like whenever the film starts, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember those days, you know? Um, So in reality, I guess it was more like 30 because we did attend, like, I'm just going to be very honest with you again, not a fan of being in front of the camera. So I'm like, what am I going to wear when I'm on camera? I was 190 pounds and I was like, I'm not really comfortable in front of the camera. Um, Now, 190 on some people, that's awesome. But for me, not being in front of the camera, I just wasn't comfortable with it. And so I did test shoots in like a tunic and leggings, jeans and a flannel, a dress, you know, like which one will make me feel most comfortable in front of the camera. And none of them did. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to do something quickly because we start (laughs) shooting in six weeks. So I gave up white sugar. And so I'm very honest with people that like the way that I lost weight wasn't just through the detox of the film, but I gave up white sugar as we were starting uh, to put the film together. And I lost a pound and a half a week um, just by giving up white sugar. I I still eat like fried food, Mm -hmm. every other food you can imagine, just no white sugar uh, or fake sugar. And so the weight just literally rolled off. Um, So that was awesome. So physically, when I started shooting the film, um, the detox, obviously that's going to, you know, giving up sugar, you're going to quit losing weight at some point in time. It's not Mm -hmm. like it's just going to keep going on. But once I started the detox, more weight came off. Um, Physically, I don't really notice too much of a change. I mean, like my skin didn't change dramatically, but I had always, you know, had decent skin. I didn't like start, I did break out while I was shooting the film, like while I was doing the detox, which is like really great when you have like, you know, the camera on you and you're like, here are my hives and my dark circles. (laughs) This is awesome. This is my Skype session talking about all the pooping I'm doing during the detox, like all the things that you're like, this is not what I signed up for. I just wanted to see if I could get chemicals out of my body, not be filmed with chip nail polish and hives. Um, But here we are. This is normal, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh. (laughs) The doctor's like, yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um, this is scary. So, you know, there's that side of it, which is like, yeah, the weight loss uh, as part of the film. Um, but mentally, two things. One, I definitely feel um, like I have a clearer head. Now, of course, I've become a mom since I shot the film. So that's gone to hell. Um, so the clear headedness, gone, uh, <laughs> because now there's a toddler in my life. Um, but it, it was clear headed. And the other thing is like a sense of empowerment, which I think can feel really good in a time where it feels like we're kind of lack of control of the overall state of the world around us, um, where it feels like we could be depressive about the amount of things that we're being exposed to both negatively in like politics, but also it broken down to the products that we're using, it can feel kind of like a bummer. And actually, when I was done with the film, I was like, no, 
I know that the purchases that I'm making are doing better things for me or doing better things for the planet. And honestly, that just feels good. That's one of those like baby wins in life where you're like, yay, you know what? bigger picture, some stuff might be out of my control and it might be a bummer, but on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm pretty stoked with what I've learned and, and the changes that I can make. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's super powerful knowing that you now have more control as a consumer. All the way. And you know how to do your homework. Exactly. Now, I will tell people, like, in the very beginning, it is overwhelming. Like, and even right now, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, but all these products and then in my kitchen and then for cleaning and then all my cosmetics. And the thing is, you can really look at it a couple different ways. You can put your head in the sand and just be like, whatever, somebody else will fix it at some point in time for me. I'm just going to keep going on as it is. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But then the other side is, if you do want to make an impact, there are two ways of going about it. One, a lot of nonprofits suggest just replace as you go. So as you're done with your foundation, take the time to look up a new foundation, try a new one, you know, a new mascara or a new cleaner as you're out of it, a new shampoo as you're out of it, and just replace as you go. Now for me, that would be maddening, doing it piece by piece because I have so many little pieces. I, because it was part of my film, mm -hmm. it made it easier just to do it in one big swap. Mm -hmm. um, so in that case, you can either go by section and be like, okay, I'm doing all my household cleaners this month. Um, finish using what you have in the house because you don't really need to throw that away. It's the same being used in your home as it is being thrown in the trash. So at least utilize it and then switch over to your new stuff. And if you take it kind of section by section, it'll feel less overwhelming that mm -hmm. way. And the thing is that it isn't complex every single time. Like now when I'm going to Target or when I'm shopping at Sephora, I know what my brands are. I know what I'm buying. So it's not frustrating now. Now it's like, oh, I'm just clicking and shopping with my new brands. So it's just kind of frustrating or, or a little overwhelming in the very beginning. And then it's like empowering just to keep hitting repeat on the things that I love. Mm -hmm. Just cool. yeah. switch your lane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super easy. Once it's done, mm -hmm. you know, it's like any kind of people that do Whole30, you know, when they come off of Whole30, they're like, ooh, there's some little things I want to implement and I want to do this in my life. And it's like, you can hit a restart in any capacity of your life. And for me, it's just, it feels great to be empowered as a consumer to make these changes for myself and for, for my child. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the biggest changes that happened over the course of the film was that you did get yeah. pregnant and yes. you now have a sweet little baby. I do. Well, I guess you're taller now, but yeah. I know, right? But, but she's still so little yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> compared to one day when she's going to be like 18 or when she's going to be like four and sassing me. Yes. Um, right now mm -hmm. she's sweet and smiley. Um, so yeah, it, I definitely was, I would not say infertile, but I would say fertility challenged um, because inf infertility to me is a very hot topic. It's a very sensitive subject and people have different layers uh, and levels uh, of it that they are working through. And so I would I would say that, you know, I was tested. I, I did not have any eggs. I wasn't showing any follicles. And so it looked like there was going to be a challenge for me to, to one day have a child, which is like not what you think about when you're in the middle of, of making a film. You're not like, mm -hmm. all of this is to make a baby. Oh, I might not be able to make a baby. Like, whoa, that's not something that I had um, kind of imagined would be an issue. And so for that to kind of come about as I was prepping to make the film I was like, oh, well, I guess this is just even more fuel to the fire of why I want to do this. And so, yeah, at the end of the film, I um, it, it appeared on, in an ultrasound that my fertility had been regained through um, the, the months prior. Uh, I won't say that my film was the entire reason that my fertility was regained, because I think that puts a lot of 
power on what I did. And I think that everybody comes to the, comes to their situation of fertility with different, different reasons mm-hmm. that they have that. So I don't want to say, oh, just do this detox, do what I did in the film and you'll, you'll be, be pregnant. You want 50,000 eggs? I right. got them for you. You know, it's like, that's not how that works. But right. for me, it's how it worked. So at 38, um, when I tried to get pregnant for the first time with no medicine, no doctors, no hormones involved, I, I got pregnant my first time trying at 38, which is pretty rare. Yeah. Pretty rare. So I just try to share that with other people who might be having fertility challenges is, yeah, I mean, absolutely go visit fertility doctors, but here's a pretty cheap method of trying to change some things up on your own um, that could take you 30 to 60 days and just to see if it could make a difference for you. (laughs) And as the doctor from the Cleveland Clinic mentioned, he actually has a lot of patients that do the detox that I did before they want to try to get pregnant and it helps with fertility. So why not? Why not? Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're I gonna mean, pay thousands more you of know. dollars, or like if you're gonna go go this route, and if this is something you really want, just yeah. just try it. Right. Try to clean it up, clean up your life a little bit, and and you know it might not be the answer, but it's something that will at least start putting you in the direction. There's so many things that you have to do when you're pregnant anyway. Things you have to avoid. Mm-hmm. And, so just yeah. just yeah. get started now. <laughs> just get started. Life. Life. Will Eliminate now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of knowledge with that, and. I th- the doctor wasn't my favorite supporting cast member because he was like, yeah, yeah, that's normal. No, yeah. the, I mean, he was just so, like, I guess organic in the way that he... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't plan Just that. matter like, of fact. Yeah, he and was I just love that, like, like, just open. My foreshadowing of some sort in the first time I met him and I was like, oh, sweet. So if you mean this isn't going to be like colonics and pooping the entire time I'm doing the film, <laughs> flash forward like 10 minutes and I'm like, hey, so I'm minute. pooping like six <laughs> times a day? I'm like, this is a Skype and conversation like, he's like, I like describing wanted. it and you're yeah. like, it's like, does it smell? Mm. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a faucet. I'm like, this is weird. Um, I don't know that I've like really thought about the dynamics of my feces, but let's do this. You're like, hold on. Oh my God. We think about it. it. Yeah. You can see (laughs) see the thought. Well, now that you mention it, Doc. We analyze. (laughs) It wasn't super structured. Yeah. (laughs) Not. But I loved it. I know. That's the kind of conversations we have all the time. Of course. Yeah. yeah, All the time. I'm like, oh my God. Well, now that you're like, now that I'm a mom, I'll be like, so what was her consistency this morning? And my mom's like, really nice, ideal. And I'm like, great. Have a great day. And I'm like, what the hell? Who have I become now? How is this like my fantastic? Once again, you're really fun at cocktail parties. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Seriously. I'm so, I don't drink alcohol. So I'm like, I'm sober and I bring information about. Feces and chemicals. You know, it's, I remember um, when, with my first, when she was like, I don't know, two or three weeks, she had like a weird poop. And I remember taking a picture of it. And I remember going to the doctor, like for a checkup visit and talking about the poop. And he's like, you will not believe how many people bring in poopy diapers for me to look at. And I was like, well, I didn't bring it, but I brought a picture. Is that okay? Oh. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I actually prefer a picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, great. Thanks for that. Thanks I was one of those people that brought in poopy diapers. I was like, is this normal? normal? Yeah. Did you, okay. So I don't, I don't think I'm doing the normal, like, first time mom thing. Cause my friends are like, are you so worried about X, Y, Z? And I'm like, I'm not. Should I be? Yeah. <laughs> like, should I be toting diapers in? Is this what I should be like, doing? Like, Becky, stop it. No, 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 no. no, no don't put fear in me. Like, listen, right. I hunt fear for a living. Like, right. so exactly. I don't put the fear here. Exactly. Like the baby stuff. I'm like, no, it's chill. You're upright. You're breathing. You're sleeping well. Look at the smile on your face. You're good. You're good. Now our cleaners in the house <laughs> and the plastics, Evil. they need to get out here. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> all priorities. So are you super like methodical about what you use on her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now it was actually pretty, I don't know that I've ever used the word pretty awesome. And like we were in NICU in the same sentence. Um, but when um, I, so I ended up giving birth to her six and a half weeks early, um, which was just, you know, I served an eviction notice to my baby and <laughs> it's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it, preeclampsia happen, happens to a lot of people. And um, normally, you know, when they go in NICU, they, there's a ventilator, there are feeding tubes, there are a whole bunch of different things that they put these babies on, um, which thank God that they have, you know, that option. But she was never on any of the connecting devices, like no feeding tube, no ventilator when we went into the NICU. And doctors and nurses repeatedly would ask me, what did you eat while you were pregnant? Like this baby, she might be four pounds, but she has no clue she's a preemie. Like no clue she's a preemie. She's lifting her head on her own. Like this little four pounder in her little thing is like, oh, when we going home, when, when we out of here, I'm ready for solid you're, foods. You're dramatic. You're yeah, dramatic. Like, and for some reason she has a New York accent. Like, <laughs> when are we out of here? Um, Calm down. Exactly. Everything's good. Um, and it's like a smoker's voice, too. <laughs> she came out very hardened. Okay, so... The broccoli. Um, yeah, exactly. Baby born of broccoli. So, um, but the doctors asking me, like, what did you eat while you were pregnant? M- gave me this, like uber joy of being like, like I ate <laughs> yeah I ate so well I used like the exact products that I I wanted you know to to find and implement into my daily life so can I say that she was like mega rock star in the NICU because of what I did again I won't make that assertion but in my head I'm like I bet you it helped. So mm-hmm. it's like she was made out of dark meat turkey and organic blackberries <laughs> and the occasional taco luchador, you know? And it's like... Mm. Every baby should have Every that, baby yeah. should be made out of tacos. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> that's why she's strong. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like that was proof in the pudding is like what I'm doing. Granted, yes, she was born early, but she was born strong. And now she's like 95th percentile. So yes, I do care about what I put on her and I do still care about what I put on me. Um, mm-hmm. Occasionally, if we're somewhere and there's like a blueberry and like berries are super, super dirty, like those should definitely be organic. Because think about like the little crevices, all of that, mm-hmm. like they just hold on to a lot of pesticides. Again, real fun at parties. So I'm like, excuse me, I need blueberries organic. <laughs> My baby is not going to eat them. And did you scrub them? <laughs> Do you ever have this fear of something being inside your raspberry? Like, oh, I have to look oh, inside the raspberry. Yes. I have to, it has to be the perfect raspberry. Seriously, for I, me to I eat break it. them in half. Well, I mean, because obviously. Yeah. toddler i i do have to cut them in half or you know pull them mm-hmm. apart and i do look inside i'm like anything sketchy in here <laughs> have you ever found <laughs> no. a green worm i was a bug yeah but i don't actually mind finding green worms in my broccoli because mm-hmm. that means it wasn't sprayed yes I, I mean when i see that i'm like oh hey hey fred yeah <laughs> i'm like, like I'm gonna put you here yeah i'm gonna put you yeah. in a potted plant somewhere mm-hmm. or outside i did not yeah. know i didn't see you've never had one i never had one yeah. well, you haven't yeah, seen one i probably will Welcome to the welcome to the new body. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but I mean, it's like on it. Yeah, I, I've found them. But I mean, it's if it were like teeming with worms, right. I would be like, oh, friends. No, but you know, give me a new home. One, one off little tiny worm every yeah. now and then. But yeah, it's a, it's yeah. I do yeah. pay attention to that stuff. Do you have any products that you found now that you're like, I, I can't believe it's taking me this long to find it. Like I love it. Well, I mean, I guess like so. 
hair protectant, um, heat protectant, because I like straightening my hair, that was super hard to find. Um, and in the film, I actually kept using one that was like a, a six mm -hmm. uh, on a scale up to 10. Um, so it, it's not ideal to use a six. Um, but I was allowed to, quote unquote, allowed to. They, The person who kind of came in and critiqued my home was like, listen, one six product, not going to hurt you. Right. Um, but later on, I found like this Giovanni. It's a it's a natural, quote unquote, natural hair mm -hmm. care line. Um, but they re release all of their ingredients. And it's like a two or a three. Oh, wow. And so I, I get it off of Amazon. It's like 12 bucks. So that one is like one that I swear by and I love. Um, and then also... The hairspray makes me laugh so hard because it took me so long to find my hair my hairspray. It is VO5 free. I know, I know. If you all could see the shock on their faces. I'm like, it's, what? it's really? Alberto VO5 unscented aerosol hairspray. I swear to God, I wish I bought stock in it before my film and broccoli in those two things. Um, <laughs> because I swear by this hairspray. And so there's no scent added. It has a great hold to it. I have to buy it on Amazon because it's like from 1960. Uh, which is surprising that it is. Aquanet would probably have Ten. Probably yeah. the fragrances and yeah. Aquanet's screwing so, it all. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, the hairspray that I was using was an eight. It comes in a purple container. I, I'm not going to, like, out the company. I mean, mm -hmm. if you watch my film and you put pause, you can see. Oh, I saw which one it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, high-end, uh, you know, salon brand girl. Um, but I think that that's important that a person who wasn't out there spending, you know, $1,000 a month on cosmetics and household cleaning products and food... You know, I have to. I have to be mindful. Mm -hmm. I am that artist, uh, nonprofit director girl, so I need to be mindful while also, you know, making a, a, an impact on my my health. Well, we appreciate your mindfulness and your diligence and research because that's giving the rest of us. I mean, opening our eyes to a conversation we weren't ever going to have. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, dang. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I downloaded the app right after, and I was like, "What's in my house? What's in my house?" Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to do. You're like, "Oh wait, what about this?" I'm like, shit. I, somebody <laughs> told me that their their like seven year old son was like scanning things like obsessively <laughs> in the closet, and oh. I was like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> like yeah. I've turned it's your a child. Ten, mom, exactly. Ten. Like you're poisoning us. Right. I'm like I am so sorry. That's where I kids did that go too. They're like, "Oh yeah, mom, you're killing us. We're gonna die. Yeah, we're gonna die tomorrow." Exactly. And I'm like, "Well, let's find an alternative, and let's go to the store." Does the app do food too or is it just there oh, it is does? food okay mm -hmm. cool yeah so that's mm -hmm. uh, it's mostly like packaged yeah. foods um that you, you can't find get it. an apple yeah it's like <laughs> organic yay dirty no so, so speaking that you are a creative do you have any more creative projects up the pipeline just down the road another seven years from now oh gosh well let's hope it doesn't take seven years for the next pro um, project but um in reality this film like while i've worked on it it's also become a passion of mine so i love documentarians who shoot something they shoot an intimate story or portrait of somebody or something going on and then they're like okay on to the next one that's awesome. But for me, this is now kind of like a way of being. And so what I'm trying to do is to create some creative projects off of this film. Gotcha. So like the cleaner, greener me, hopefully I'll be doing like some small videos that accompany that um, and kind of pushing that out in a different direction versus being like, okay, well now it's on to a different feature film. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, in the future, I'm totally game to shoot another feature yeah. and I love it and I love the process of it. But but it's like right now I'm kind of engaged in this story and kind of in this fight. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm focusing on right now. So what are your plans to be? Yeah, to, to grow cleaner, greener me? Like where 
do you see that going? So, you know, obviously like as like the toolkit blog, um, but short videos in which I can kind of show, like for instance, um, this is again, real fun. So Christmas lights are green Christmas lights. So those are loaded with lead um, and lead powder. So if they're in the house, they like, if babies touch them, kids touch them, there is lead and it's not regulated in there. Or if you go with a synthetic tree, they're coated in flame retardants. Um, and so to me, it started being like, well, I am going to be making smarter choices. So um, for instance, I bought Christmas lights that are from Europe, but I bought them on Amazon. So they're only 16 bucks. It isn't mm -hmm. like I spent a ton of money on it, but in Europe, they don't allow lead in Christmas lights. Europe, they keep everybody protected. So if you really want an easy, easy way to do something, Overseas. find something something that is created for Europe or from Europe. And every single time you will be getting a cleaner product without really having to do much research on it because Europe keeps their citizens much more protected than um, American citizens are. So I got my Christmas lights there and then I went and I chopped down a tree. But of course I called the, the, the place first and I'm like, when was the last time you sprayed these trees? <laughs> and they're like, July. And I'm like, you know, Enough rain has fallen since then. I'll we'll go with it. that yeah. tree. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it will be mine. Exactly. And like, um, or I found like a wool um, garland for the tree. And so it's like some of those things where it's like I want to be able to create more toolkits for people because I don't think most people realize like that plastic garland that goes on the tree coated in chemicals. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do I empower other people to make changes without them having to do the research? Let me do it. Let me do the research. And then you just come in and click away. And I don't have affiliate links on the site. I'm just more doing it for information. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I'll, I'll figure out ways to, to monetize in That's the future. Great. Thanks for doing the legwork. Yeah, hey, we appreciate that. Thank you. I just <laughs> want to empower people. It's really not uh, about, you know, it's, I'm, it's not, I'm not a cash chaser here. I'm more about like, how do we all do this together and make a positive change, you know, for the future and for our future generations. Yeah. Right. right. But so we like to end the show with just some fun little questions. Yes. Um, oh. I am curious, what are your most top used emojis? Because oh. you're super expressive. So yeah. I'm really yeah. like, curious. Well, uh, I'm like the, P funny, like, day -to -day. the PG yeah. ones are um, probably like the the kiss, bl the blow kiss one, um, because that's normally like if I send something that's like a little strong, it'll be like, does that soften it? <laughs> like, I'd really love if you would do this. Um, so, yeah, probably that one. Lots of hearts, because I don't think you can really get tone over text. So I try to always do like the softening ones. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's. That's probably Let me soften my blow yeah. real quick. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Could you do this? Kiss, 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 kiss. Kiss, kiss. I don't know if I have one. Um, okay. Go back to an oldie but goodie. This is good. What are your most followed Instagram accounts right now? Who are you loving on Instagram? Hmm. <laughs> well, um, I think there's one called like I read labels for you. Um, I think that's it. That's that's one I love because like nearly every day she breaks it down to being like, no and yes. Like I like <laughs> I need things spoon fed to me. I agree. Um so if I'm going on social, like if I'm deep diving myself, like heck, I will go in like a chemist. But if I'm on Instagram, like that's definitely that's Show definitely me a what I did. video. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Um so and then just some local artists. I mean I do I like social media a lot, but I also find that like it it makes me churn about stuff I don't need to churn about. So I go in, I check some friends' accounts. <laughs> I try to follow a, ma a maximum of like two hundred and fifty accounts. I know that's so few, but it's like that way I'm just seeing some positive good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I like go back to real life of like, let's fight toxins, you know? So, 
like art and art and travel, I not geo. Love it. I need to yeah. decrease some of my I followers. I like, want to I'm detox. on. I need to detox after the first year. I'm gonna just take it out Britney yeah. style I did a whole lot of like gym ones for a while like especially like mm. while before I was pregnant and while I was pregnant and now those just make me angry I'm like look at her ass it isn't <laughs> like oh I want that ass I, I'm gonna go to the gym so I can get that ass instead it's just me like I hate you <laughs> scroll you know and I don't want to be like that because I right. really actually like love I, yeah. I love my fellow human and I'm like I want to build them up so right now while I'm like not in the gym because I'm you know j- mom life um, it's like Mm, I'm going to wait to come back and follow you after I'm back in the you gym. Think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Go away. And they're like the new pants where it's like basically like carved right up the ass. And it's like, I don't need those right now while my German ass right. is in full effect. And by the way, that means flat. So it's like, I don't need all of these like boss bitches that are super strong and healthy. I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Try putting a film out. Having a toddler is a single mom. Try running a nonprofit. And then you tell me how much you can go to the gym. Like, why do I want to have that? I, like, I'd rather just you not follow. You would have these conversations. I know, I know, I I'm know. not following right now. Instead, I'm like, look at the art. Look at the buildings. <laughs> oh, the beautiful sunset. That's what I can handle. But, you I, know, you have to know your lane on social exactly. media. I, I do. Know. Oh, truly. Do. Truly. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't want to be hateful. If your blood like, pressure goes up, feelings. you need to mute. Right? Yes. Mute, mm-hmm. unfollow, block. Yes. My favorite words. Oh, yeah. I love it. Now, mm-hmm. I do follow one one naughtier account. Now I know people are going to come and be like, who does she follow? I'm so there's this him. one, there's this <laughs> one person who just has this very interesting tattoo. And so it's just interestingly placed. And so I just, I follow her for, for no good reason, but I just also think that she's adorable. And it makes me laugh when her Instagram comes up, when her, her page is like populates at the top. It is always when I'm at church, when I'm around children, <laughs> when I'm around somebody, it shouldn't be. It's like, Oh, look at you twerk. This is great. So I know I should mute her, but then you would just find her like on my search because I'd be like, "What is she doing today?" Um, so it's <laughs> don't you have those people that you always yes. search out? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, but for some reason Instagram always puts her at the top of my feed, and it's like at the worst. Mo- it's like I'll just kill a second while I'm in line, and I'm like in a packed like Kroger. I'm like, whoa! Let's you can, and you scroll. can't get every press. Yeah, I'm like, you forget how to you use can't your Excel. Yeah, seriously. That's great. Now, if people want to follow you on Instagram, or Hi. how how would they do that? So at Susie Eastman is my own, and that's S O O Z I E Eastman. Um, and then um, Overload Film is for the film, and then Cleaner Greener Me is for my like tips and tools. Mm-hmm. Tips and tools. Mm-hmm. And the movie is just available on Amazon yes. right now. Right now, yes, because it makes most sense when a first a film first comes out, at least in w- the way that we're doing it, to kind of aggregate all views into one platform so going just on Amazon has been our way to kind of come out of the gate and then we'll go on to more platforms in the in the future cool I see that happening yeah well Susie thank you so much for joining us today you're such a delight and you really please come back anytime you want um this closet (laughs) is the most comfortable closet ever (laughs) it's so stylish I'm actually do some like peeking around shopping I shop in it all the time don't worry I love it I love it thanks for having me ladies absolutely thank you Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.